0: Hello, world, and welcome back to The Glenn Alex Show. On The Glenn Alex Show, our mission is for you to be joyful, connected, confident, and complete. The life experience we call wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, which is health plus other riches. Hi, I'm Glenn Alex, clinical social worker, wealth coach, and author of Living in Total Health, the 2021 Indie Book Award winner for health and wellness, and finalist in the mind-body-spirit category. My life's work is about health because healthy people are more genuine, are more loving, and all more, are more giving, and physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually healthy people do not intentionally harm self or others, and it is my mission in life to assist as many people as I can to live in total health. <laughs> on each episode of the Glenn Alex Show, we focus on a different aspect of health, and on For this episode, I wanted to speak to you about loss, because it can take such a a toll on us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I think it's really important that we understand what loss is, why it is, and how to cope with it. First thing I want you to know is that you are not alone. When we lose someone or something that's really important to us, we tend to experience um, aloneness. We isolate, withdraw, and feel like we're the only ones in the world going through that pain. The truth of the matter is, loss is a part of life. Loss is a part of being human. Loss is part and parcel of the human condition. It is something that everyone on this planet experiences at one time or another. So you are not alone in that experience. More than that, you do have people in your life, I'm sure, who care about you and what you are experiencing. And there are also services and programs available to help you cope with your pain. So you are not alone. The other thing I want you to know about loss is that uh, it's individual the grief process is very individual. While the grief process is necessary for everyone to go through and come out on the other side healthier, it's the process itself is very specific to you, your personality, your needs, your situation, your circumstances. So please don't allow anyone to tell you what your grief should look like, whether they tell you you should be crying more, or you should be crying less, or it's been three months, you should be over it. Your process is very individual. And there are some very specific tools that you can use to help you cope with that process. So let me just share a little bit about my personal losses. I gave birth to stillborn twin girls. And to say that was a painful experience is a gross understatement. It was tragic. It took me a long time, several months, before I could be around any babies. It took me a long time before I didn't cringe when I saw a mother in the store with her infant. Uh, I recall seeing a mother pushing a stroller with Two twins with twins in it and um, my heart stopped. I, I turned and went the other way. So I understand I've been there um, with, with grieving. I was able through grief to I was able to find a, a very special place in my heart and mind for my girls. And I personally believe that is the whole point of grief is to find release the attachment that you have. And to find a very special place in your heart and mind for what it is that you lost. And so now when I think of Carmen and Carmel, I smile. Because the joy those girls brought me when we were physically connected is amazing still. And even though we're no longer physically connected, our connection endures. So it's all joy. It's all love. Um, Every now and again, I might feel a twinge of sadness, but it's mostly joy and love. More recently, however, I lost four family members uh, in four years. My cousin, who was only five years older than me, passed away. A few months later, my mother passed away. And then uh, um, sister-in-law died suddenly. And then a few months after she passed, my brother Kenny uh, died from prostate cancer. His birthday is July 4th. Uh, He passed on July 5th. At 12.08 a.m., eight minutes after his birthday, my brother transitioned. I was privileged and blessed enough to be there with him, holding him as he passed on. That painful, that experience was a blessing in the moment, you know, and when the services came, the morning the ceremonies came, the pain surfaced. And I still have not to this day been able to read his obituary. However, I have pictures around him all over my house. I have a mouse pad with him and his family on it. I have some very pleasant, joyful memories of him. I can even converse with family and friends about him without crying, without breaking down and having joy. There are times, however, when grief will pop up and show you something. And this past 4th of July... For whatever reason, I was really missing Kenny, really missing him. So it's a rough, rough day. And it hasn't always been that way. Other Fourth of July's previous years, my family and I were able to celebrate his life um, and, his, and celebrate him as a person. So just know that grief comes in waves. It's not a straight line. So a memory, something may trigger a memory that might, up a twinge of sadness. It could bring up joy. It could bring up a feeling of love. So when those moments happen, just take a deep breath and allow them to, to show up, show you what you need to see, and I promise they will move on. So I have gotten to a place where Kenny does have a very special place in my heart and in my mind. Now, a few months after he passed, though, were the most difficult for me. I fell into the deepest depression I have ever experienced. And I believe that that depression was so deep was because I didn't take the time to process or grieve emotionally for those four family members. I am a problem solver. My conscious mind was focused on taking care of whatever task at hand needed to be done, whether it was flying home, to visit families, go to the hospital, connect with doctors or insurance or systems. You know, whatever needed to be done, I was focused on the task at hand. And the emotional baggage just accumulated, accumulated, and accumulated until Kenny's passing, and it really overwhelmed me. It overwhelmed me. And when I say, you are not alone, I mean that. I have four friends who just call me as they normally did, did not like what they heard in my voice at that time, and they took it upon themselves to support me. They didn't know each other, so there was no communication between the four of them on who would do what. Somehow they created a cosmic schedule, and there was this tag team approach to calls, emails, texts, and voicemails and cards, and it was just like a really nice, synchronized rotation of communications from them. None of them tried to cheer me up. None of them tried to fix it. None of them tried to talk me out of it. What they did do was allow me to be. And they were able to support me and stand with me in my pain without trying to change it. And so that opened up a door for me that support opened up a door for me. So you two are not alone. And once that door was open, the peace method found its way to me. These are elements of of grieving that helped me process my grief for my four loved ones that died in that very short period of time and move on and thrive. Now, resilience for me is not just about bouncing back and being the way you were before whatever happened. Resilience for me is rebounding, finding equilibrium, and then thriving on the other side of the tragedy or the trauma or the pain. And with my friends opening that door for me and then peace finding its way to me, I was able to do that. And so on the other side of my grief, came my book, Living in Total Health. When I was presented with an opportunity to work with uh, best-selling author Patrick Snow, my depressed mind said, why? My intuition and higher mind said, why not? So I did. Living in Total Health was born, my first published book, and just recently it was awarded the 2021 Indie Book Award for Health and Wellness. Now, I'm not saying that Uh, Thriving for you is writing a book, although I do believe everyone has a book within them because we all have unique gifts and information to share with everyone else in the world. But whatever your outcome looks like on the other side of healthy grieving will be great for you and for your loved ones. I'm absolutely certain of that. So what about peace? I detail it in my blog, How to Cope with the Pain of Loss, on glenalex.com. Basically, it's, like I said, elements to help you process. The first element is patience. You must be patient with yourself. You must allow your grief to unfold without judging yourself, without beating yourself up. You're not a bad person. It's not your fault. It's not. You're not being punished because the, your loved one died, for example. Emotions. Grief will bring up the gamut of emotions, anger, sadness, fear, some love, some joy. Some you may even experience some guilt over the situation. You may get into some bargaining, you know, exchanging your life for theirs or something like that. Acceptance. Acceptance. We humans like to resist reality when we don't like what reality is. So we think by resisting it, we change it, we control it. Now, reality is bigger than any one of us, and reality will win. So the sooner you accept reality, even though reality is painful, even though reality is challenging, even though reality is frustrating, it is what it is. So the moment you acknowledge that, a lot of stress will be lifted from you. It'll take a lot of pressure off because there's so much energy tied into trying to control reality that it is harmful to ourselves. So acceptance. Containment. Contain your emotions, your grief process, as much as you can. Again, the grief is going to show up in waves and sometimes randomly. However, as much as you can, you know, I don't want you crying on the freeway at 80 miles an hour. I don't want you passing out in the grocery store because you're overwhelmed with grief. So if you can create and set up some time where you can allow yourself to feel what you feel when you feel it, that will help you in the grief process as well. And empathize. You must empathize with yourself. If you had a best friend going through something painful, I'm sure you would be loving, supportive, nurturing, comforting. If you can do that for your best friend, you absolutely can and need to do that for yourself. You need to be your own best friend when you're going through challenges. So the peace method, patience, emotions, acceptance, containment, and empathy will help you process your grief so you can be healthier on the other side of it. And again, for more details about the peace method, please read my blog, How to Cope with the Pain of Loss on glenalex.com. And so what I want you to walk away from this video, from this podcast with, is that grief is part of the human condition. Loss and death are a part of life, and you are capable of coping with it effectively and in the way that will make you healthy on the other side of it. Because the whole point of grief is to release your attachment to whatever it is you lost and to find a special place in your heart and mind. So let me add here that the attachment can be positive or negative. It could be the death of someone you love. It could be the death of someone you had a strange relationship with. It could be the death of someone you who abused you. Hate and loathing are just as much of an attachment as is love. So you must grieve to let go of that. You have to let go of that to move forward. So allow yourself to grieve. Reach out to loved ones. To Reach out to the systems and programs in your community that will help you process that. Or reach out to me for a complimentary 30-minute um, consultation to help guide you in, in whatever direction is the most appropriate for you. You can contact me at glenn at glenalex.com or just through the website glennalex.com. And I, I wish you well. Be Please allow me to leave you with this nourishing thought. Norman Cousins said, Death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside us while we live. Sad? True. If we don't allow ourselves to grieve properly when we lose someone or something that we were attached to, then we slowly die inside. It is painful when we lose a loved one, when a relationship breaks up, when a, a, a dream dies. It's very painful and it's challenging to get through that. However, that's what the grief process is for. The grief process is to allow us to release that attachment and to find a special place in our hearts and in our minds for that which we lost. If we don't allow the process to unfold naturally, then that avoidance, that denial, that ignoring will only create more stuff in our bodies, in our minds, and in our spirits. And every time we suppress the grief process, then we chip away at our own joy, at our own potential for love and happiness. A small part of us dies every time we deny this natural, normal, human process. So don't allow yourself to slowly die like that. Mourn the loss of your loved one, of your dreams, of your desires, of whatever that thing was that was so important to you. And you will be healthier on the other side of it. Norman Cousins was right. The greatest loss is what dies inside of us while we live. Because I want to live in total health. And I want to be alive every moment that I can. I want to be available to as much joy, to as much laughter, to as much friendship, to as much camaraderie as, as is available to me. And I must process my grief in order for that to happen. So please know that loss and grief are normal human processes. And you can handle this. You can do this. Just reach out to loved ones, to systems, to programs that are set up for this purpose, or reach out to me for a complimentary consultation at glenalex.com. And for more on loss, you can also read my blog, How to Cope with the Pain of Loss, for some initial direction on glenalex.com. And until next time, be well. Thank you again for tuning in to The Glen Alex Show. Please like, subscribe, and share.